today today's message is your response to God you determine your future your response to God will determine your future did you get what what I say what I said God will speak to you today. Do you agree with me? God will speak to you. And my question to you is, what response are you going to give to God today? What response? There are people in the Bible, and also among us, faithful believers, that have made big decisions in life. They responded to God. As you are seated and listen to me, they were seated and they received God's word and they answered, they responded to God. And their life have come to be one example to all of us. And I have a family, my pastors back in Brazil, that they are one example for me. They touched my life years ago when I was just a young man. My pastor, Harry and Helen, they were, for me, a great example of faith because they were young, 20 years old, both of them, and they gave themselves to God to be as a mis missionaries. They accepted God's calling. And they were sent to Brazil in 1950 to Brazil and they started Shalom Christian Fellowship in Brazil. They left America, a nice country, to live in a third world country. And as, as a result of their response, they were very blessed in Brazil. Today, because they gave one response to God, today Shalom has hundreds of churches spread all over the world with many thousands of people that are serving the Lord Jesus. And they are one example of faith for me. They taught me a lot, and I followed their path. But also, I want to give you a biblical example also. Because I want to talk about things of the Bible. And uh, I could give uh, the example of Joseph, son of Jacob. Do you remember about his life? Joseph. What happened with him? He was a young man with a vision. He listened to God's voice. And then he went through, through many trouble, 
And after some years, 15 years of after that, he became the first minister of Egypt. Just the, the second one above Pharaoh. Do you remember? Also, I can talk about Job, David, men who responded to God and they prospered and were blessed and fulfilled their calling here on earth. But I, I want to talk about them, but I want you to think about you. You are not here on earth by chance. God made you. God created you. God gave a calling for you to fulfill. You are not here just to eat, to drink, to sleep, to marry, and to die. There is something greater for you. Do you believe that? Amen. And all these people that... All of them who, who responded to God, they were blessed. And also many of them, they become, they become prosperous. And they fulfilled their calling on this earth. They were blessed with material things. But also, and better, they were blessed with great spiritual blessings. True greatness is not based on what we possess. I know you want to have a great life, good house, but great, great, greatness is not based in what we possess. Why? Let's see what Jesus said in Luke 12, 15. Jesus said, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in one abundance of possessions. The true greatness is determined by the things that you possess in your heart, in your spirit, and your soul. This is a true greatness. I have seen wealthy people trying to give out their money to be healed, and they didn't. I have seen rich people, wealthy people, going to death in despair because they didn't know what are going to happen with their soul. All these men that I, I am talking to you, who were considered blessed, like Joseph, Job, and David, men who were used by God, they didn't just wake up one day, with a prosperous and blessed life. Many people think things are going to happen in one second. No. <laughs> if you look to their lives, you are going to see. If you look to Joseph, he had a vision. 
and he and many bad things happened with him and after 15 17 years things shifted or things didn't happen in their lives from one day to another all of them these men made some critical decisions at some young age all of them Joseph recognized that he was young. He was young. That there were two, when he was young, that there were two paths we can take in life. And he chose the right path. He noticed there are two paths. And he chose the right one. And Jesus spoke about uh, these two paths, two roads, and two ways. I'm going to speak about, talk to read Matthew 7.13. Let's read all together. You cannot enter God's kingdom only through, through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide. For the many who choose that way. Many choose that way. But the great way to life is very narrow. And the road is difficult. And only few ever find it. Wow. Jesus said that you always are going to find Two paths, two roads in life that will be in front of you. The broad road that leads to destruction and the narrow road that only a few ever find it. In other words, if you want to go to heaven, you cannot take the path that boasts people choose. Did you get? If you want to go to heaven, you cannot take the path of the most, of the majority are going through. The broad path is filled with pleasures that your flesh likes. This road is easy to go. And it's with full of pleasures. And also some kind of sins that many people don't think this is sin. Like lies. The Bible says liars are not going to enter in the kingdom of God. Gossip. People who talks about others. Addictions. Of any kind. Rebellion. Against authorities. And things that distract you away from God's plan and your calling. When you enter to this path. You are going to be distracted. Jesus said. That the only. That only the narrow path will lead you to eternity. Amen. Only the narrow path. 
But unfortunately, many people think that everybody is going to heaven. Unfortunately. Or just because people go to church, they are automatically going to heaven. But this is not what Jesus said. Right? Jesus didn't say that. Jesus said that most people are actually not going into heaven. If you just want to be normal, just like everybody else, living how they live, you are going to hell. Because unfortunately, that is where most people are headed. It is one small group, one elite group that will find the narrow path. This is not Pastor Marshall teaching, okay? This is according Jesus' teaching. Amen? Jesus said, only a few ever find it. Only a few. Then, if you find the majority, you are in trouble. Be careful. If you want to be like everybody else, everybody else, simply take the broad and the easy path. If you look to the life of Joseph, Job, and David, you're going to see that they understood this fact that I'm speaking to you now. In a very young age, when they are, were younger, Pay attention to what I'm going to say now. There are two things that determine our future. How many things? Two things. The two things that determine what our future will be like are what? Our decisions? First? And? A response to God. You are a free person. You have free will. Everybody has free will. And God will never ever say what you have to do. Why? Because God lets you to decide how you are going to live. He will not force you. God will never force you. Psh, go to church. God will never say, Psh, go to prayer meeting. No. You are going to decide what you are going to do with your life. How you are going to live. God says, your decisions and your choice are up to you. You can choose to serve God or not. You can choose how you're going to spend your life. Nobody can make you do anything, right? Nobody. Whoever, whoever, you need to understand this. Pay attention. We have the power to make our own choices. But our choices are what make us. Do you agree with? Yes. 
Your choices are what is going to determine your life. So, we better choose wisely and to take the narrow path. Amen? It's your choices that are going to determine your future. This is why Joseph fulfilled his purpose on earth. And he understood that it is what is written Ecclesiastes 12, verse 1. I'm going to read. Or let's read it together. Remember your creator in the days of your youth. Before the days of troubles come. And the years approach when you say, I find no pleasure in them. Young people, listen to me, please. Remember your creator before you get old. Or maybe you are in the middle age. In your 20s or 30s. Remember your creator before you get old, before the burdens of life comes upon you, when you, when you are young, when you are strong, when you are sharp, sharp in your mind, remember your creator. Amen? If you don't remember your creator when you are younger, you are going to repent later. I know what I'm talking Make a decision to serve God, to honor God, and to do what is right in his eyes. Joseph and Job got it at the young age to serve God. They decided, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to be faithful. They decided. What we have to understand is this. Please pay attention. You are laying the groundwork for your future right now. And how you are responding to God. What are you going to respond to God? Because the only thing that determines how your life will turn out is how you choose to, to respond to God. Look at your life. Just look at your life, how it is now. Are you not happy with your life? Your qualification? Your marriage? If you, with your finances? You have to think back at the same point of your young age. If you are not happy, if you are living some troubles, hmm, look back into your young age. The Bible says, everything we plant, we are going to, to sow, to reap. The degree that you have, it's because one day at a young age you invested in your life. Yes or not? The health that you have now, 
It's because you invested years ago or not. Amen. Maybe your troubled marriage that you have because something started wrong in the, pa in the past. I have a testimony to give to you about my life. I was one young man with my life totally destroyed. As you know, I have given my testimony to you. And I born again. I have one encounter with God. And since I have one encounter with God, I stopped that kind of life. And I was not dating any, any girl anymore. And then I found Fabiana. And then we started praying. And then we decided to start dating. As soon as we started dating, we were in a meeting. And our pastor was preaching about holiness in dating. He was preaching. And he was talking how is a one, one, day, one Christian dating. And then in that day, I decided, I decided, I responded to God because of my pastor. I listened to my pastor. And then I said, God, I decided I'm going to do the things right. I'm going to have a holy relationship with her. And then I'm not going to touch in any part of her body. And in three years and eight months that we were dating, I never touched her body. And even I didn't kiss her mouth. And then everything we planted is going to rip. And uh, then we both agreed in this decision. And as a result of this decision, yesterday we completed 34 years of marriage. Amen. And we are so blessed. <laughs> 34 years of marriage. And uh, we live a great, good life. The life that we live today looks like the same when we are dating. But the only difference is that today I love thousands of times more than when I met her the first time. Yeah. But I have a bad news to give to you. Bad news. In that time, many Christians from my church listened to the same preaching. But they didn't answer to God. They kept living the same way. And today, they are not anymore married. They got divorced. Yeah, people from church. And those who are together, they live a troubled marriage. Be careful how you are building your life. This is what I'm preaching today. Because what response are you going to give to God? What we are listening today? 
Many people listen the word of God, but don't give any answer to God. You have to say, God, I decide. I decided to serve you. I decided to live a holy life. I decided to, to serve you with all my heart. I made my choices. And my choices made me. I made my choice, and my choice made me. Amen. Do what is right. Amen. Did you get? Do what is right. You are making choices, and your choice will make you. Amen? Your response to God will make you. You make your family. And everything else. You have come to this service today. You are listening, not my word. I'm not preaching my words. It's God's word. I'm teaching you the Bible. And what will your response be? What will be your response? I am here in Ireland today as a missionary. Why? Because I listened to my pastor. I responded to a preaching that I listened from him. Who shall I send? God asked. Here I am, I answered. You can send me. I just answered to God. I said, God, I am available. Can you, are you saying that you are available to God? Huh? Are you courageous enough to say, God, I am available to you? I, 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 I question you. Are you courage, courageous enough to say, God, I am available to you? Don't say it out loud. God, I am available to you. Again. God listened. The service is almost finished. We had the worship time right in the beginning. The sermon is almost at the end. Please give your response to God. The most important thing in the service is not the music. Of course, the music is important, but not the most important. The most important part of the service is not the preaching. The preaching is important, but not the most important part of the service. The most important part of the service is your response to God. After he's touched your heart. This is the most important part. If I preach it and you sleep, then why? If I am preaching and you are not receiving, this is the most important part. 
is the answer that you give to God. Because I can give a nice preach in here, and you look into the, the floor, look into the, to the lights, look into the mosquitoes that we do not have here. <laughs> or even to the children. The most important part of the serve is your answer to God. Amen. And I want to ask you, what is the answer that you're going to give to God today? Today, at the end, you, you, are, you need to give an answer. It's your will. You, you, you are going to decide. It's your choice. But you need to give one answer to God. Many people listen, but have no response. They say, I don't care. This is not for me, Pastor. This is for you. No. I told you, we all were called by God. Amen? Yes. Say to the person next to you, you were called by God. God has planned for your life. Do you agree? Amen? Please, pay attention in one thing. In six months, you may not remember my preaching. You may, in six months, maybe some people in one week, they are not going to remember my preaching. But in six months, you may not remember my preaching. But God will remember your response to what I preached. God will remember. Say, wow, <laughs> that's uh, he answered to me. He responded. He will, God will remember your response, your faithfulness. He will remember that you were so moved. That you let tears streaming down from your face. And nowadays it's so hard to see one tear streaming down. I don't know what happened with the church. When I was seated like you, I was, God was speaking and I was crying. I, God was speaking and, my, and I had to, to hide from others. Hours. But nowadays, no more tears. It's, your, it's our response that God watches. You are listening to this preaching. How will you respond? Joseph. Let's go back to Joseph. At the young age, made a decision. He was one young man, 15, 16 years old only. And he made a decision. I will walk in purity. I will obey God. I have a vision. God will use me in the future. I will remain faithful. And I will not sin against God. 
This is, was his decision. And years ago, I made this decision. I said, God, I don't want to sin against you. I want to be faithful to you. But after one day, but one day, after Joseph had made his decision, do, do you know what happened with him? After he made this decision, troubles came. Hmm. Troubles came. He was betrayed and was sold by his own brothers and thrown into a pit. You don't know what happened to me for me to be here. How many pits I was there. I was thrown. And you need to you need to be courageous to say, God, I will be faithful to you. Are you courageous enough to say to God, God, I want to be faithful to you? Doesn't matter what happens, I will be faithful to you. There always comes a day when the decision you have made with God will be tested. Okay? Your decision will be tested. When you make those decisions in church, maybe you are going to make this decision today. Lord, I'm going to be faithful to you. Then you cry. You say, I promise you, Lord, I will be faithful. I will serve you. I will use my gifts to serve you. I'm going to use my house to serve you. I'm going to use my car to serve you. I'm going to use my money to serve you. I love you. But then comes the day when Satan comes against you as he did with Job. Ah, you will be tested. Say after me, I will be tested. Yeah. You know, you cannot drive a car without test. Right? Why? Because if you don't have a test, you're going to do mess. You need to be tested. You don't pass from the, the secondary school to, the, to college without test. We all need to be tested. Then there will be a day of test. There will come days maybe of sickness, unemployment. Lack of money, problems with your children, and troubles in relationship with people. You'll be serving God, and people will disagree with you, or even to betray you. Betray you. What will you do then? Huh? What will you do then? You are making choices now. That you determine what happens when the day comes. Amen? It's your decision that are going to determine how you're going to act. Several times I was tempted. 
I was betrayed, betrayed by brethren. Yeah? Brethren that I helped them. I was tempted to give up to the ministry. It's not only you. I was tempted. It's better to go back. I was tempted. But I said to myself, I made up my mind. I have taken this assignment. I took a decision. I'm going to be faithful to God until the last day and the last minute of my life. What I'm going to protect you is your decision. It's your decision that you're going to take now. I'm going to be faithful to God. And this decision will help you when you are there in the pit. When you are in the middle of the troubles. You're not going to deny God. You're not going to say, why God? Why God? I never said, why God? I cried. I cried because I loved people who betrayed me. But I didn't say anything to God. I said, Lord, I trust you. I love you. I'm going to keep, keep serving people. I'm going to keep loving you. Even though when I am tired, when I feel like quitting, I'm not going to give up. Amen? Amen. Why? I have made a decision. I will keep serving God and serving people and loving people. Doesn't matter what. I will keep doing that. Because of my decision. This is what I'm preaching today. This is what I'm preaching. Also, do you remember Job? Do you remember Job? Hmm. One day, Satan come, came and said, Job, where is your catalogs, your animals? Where is it? Job, where is your gold, your money? You have lost everything. Job. Where is your health? You were sick. And the worst part, Job, where is your daughters and sons? <laughs> where is your daughters and sons? He lost everything. And, and Satan said, you lost all your children and lost everything. Then, after Satan, come his wife. Another possessed. <laughs> Sorry, she was sad. But she came and said, Job, Job 2.9. Job's wife said to him, what he said? Are you still trying to maintain your integrity to God? Curse God and die. She came and said, are you really going to remain faithful to God? Curse God. Abandon your calling. Stop serving people. 
But what Job said? Said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't know what you are saying. I know my Redeemer lives. Amen. And at the end, he raised up in my favor. I know in whom I believe. It was, he said to her. Do you know your Redeemer? Do you know your God? This is why many people stopped serving people, stopped the ministry, don't want to help in the kingdom of God. Because of that. Because they do not know their Redeemer. Because they were offended by someone. I don't mind if I am offended. I don't mind what people say about me. I don't mind about I know what, who I am. And who I am serving. In Job 19, 20, 25, he said, For I know that my Redeemer lives. And at last he will come to defend me here on earth. But this is important. Pay attention. When you go through these hard times in life, when you go through these circumstances, you must make a decision and stay faithful to God until your circumstances are transformed as happened with Job. Do you know the end of the story of Job? Ah, he received everything back, double. Amen. But keep faithful until the end, amen? amen. Yes. Don't stop. Don't stop coming to church. Don't stop going to your cell meeting. Don't stop loving people. Don't stop helping the kingdom of God. And many people, they stop because they get hurt. Are you serving who? Are you serving? God or man? You are not serving God. You are serving man. If you stopped in the middle. Joseph also had a good life. Now let's go to Joseph and I'm near finishing. Jo Joseph had a good life with his father. But one day what happened with him? Huh? He lost everything. Had a good life with his father. His father was a wealthy man. And he lost everything. He was betrayed. And he was thrown into a pit by his own brothers. <laughs> Who thrown him in the pit? His brothers. Sometimes our brothers, our sisters, they're going to hurt us. But he didn't get hurt against them. You know, if you read the story, go to the Bible and read Genesis. When his brother, all his brother came to him and said, No. God was in the control. God who sent me. 
here. God had a plan for my life. All this trouble that I went through is not because of you, my brothers. God had a great plan. And I want to say to you, God has great plans for your life. Don't give up on Jesus. Don't give up serving people and loving people. This is our calling. This is what God calls us to do. This is what church is. This is not a religion. Nowadays you can go to big cathedrals and it's just religion. And people fight one against another. But we are not here for that. Church is here to save the lost. To lead people to the narrow gate. And God is is calling you to help those who are blind. And this is your task. To go to those who are lost. You don't know what is to die lost. Those who die without the Lord. They are going to spend eternity in hell. Hell is not fake. It's not a one, just a story. It's real. Amen. Jesus said that. Amen. And those who are not serving the Lord, they are going to that place. <coughs> Joseph, he took a decision first. And this is, uh, this is my teacher of today. What will be your response to God? One day, Joseph gave a response to God. And one day, you know, Potiphar's wife came to Joseph, grabbed him. And what she said to him? Come to bed with me. Come to bed with me. What he did, he ran out. This is what is a man. This is what is a man. A lot of men, they are abusing children. They are abusing women. And what Joseph did, he ran away. Why? Because he had made a decision to serve God. He said, God, I will live a pure life. I will please you, Lord. And he ran away. But there are many men today. They say they are men and they are abusing human children. And one day they're going to pay what they did. But why? David didn't go to bed. Why? Because he had made a decision. And what is your decision today? Please stand up. What is your decision today? 
You are not going to take decision when you are tempted. You are not going to take decision when you are in the pit. You have to take your decision when you are in the church. Here's the place when you are listening to God's voice. Many people, they are tempted and they fall into temptation in their, when they are dating or in their lives. Why? Because they didn't have a decision. I was tempted also before I get married. I was tempted. I had a woman came to me and say, go to, to bed with me. And I said, no, I'm not going to sin against God. And also, I'm not going to sin against you. I don't want to abuse you. And the church, this place, is the place where you're going to have to decide. It's not when you are tempted. When you are tempted, you have to be strong enough to keep what you decide. What you have decided. And today is a day you have to decide. You have to decide if you want to be a faithful disciple of Jesus or not. You are going to decide. But I am here by God. God sent me here to say to you, you have to make a decision. You have to give one answer to God today. And say, God, I want to live for you. Your response to God determines what your future will be. Is your response to God. Please close your eyes. Now is the most important time of the service. Now it's the most important time. Please don't walk. Don't talk. Just keep your eyes closed because now is the most important part of the service. What path are you going to follow? The broad road that leads to destruction or the narrow path that leads to eternal life? It's your decision. If you want to go to heaven, you cannot take the path that most are taking on. You have to decide today. God is speaking to you. I know. I can feel the presence of God here in this place. I can feel the presence of God here in my body. I can feel God is moving here in this place. And I want you to start talking to God in everything that you received from Him. You maybe are not going to remember in one week what I preached. But God will remember your response through my preaching. Today you have to decide if you are going to serve Him or not. This is your decision. 
if you are going to use your gifts that you have or not. You have gifts and you are not using it. You have to decide if you are going to walk in holiness. If you are going to have a pure relationship or if you do as the world does. Keep it praying. Because you need to give one answer to God. Are you going to invest your time in the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is struggling with lack of people to work, to do things. Are you going to invest your time also in your family, in your spouse, to be, and to be faithful to her or to him, because you need to be faithful to your spouse. Amen. To love your spouse. Some couples, they are fighting. Stop fighting. Live a good life together, couples. Enjoy life together. Enjoy each other. Maybe you are sinning against God, but repent from this sin. Only the narrow path will lead you to heaven. Now it's you, your decision, your prayer. Keep praying. It's you. You are listening to me now, right now, here in this church. Maybe you are in another country listening to me through the internet. Now it's your response. And you have to respond to God. You are making choices and your choice will make you. Amen. Your response to God will make you. Your family. Your marriage. Your finances. Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. I pray for all of your people that are listening to me right now. Lord, listen to their prayer. Lord, listen to their prayer. Lord, listen to their prayers, Lord. Please, Lord, change, help them. Amen. There are people here, they are saying, but I am so weak, Lord. I cannot serve you. And the Lord is saying to you, I will help you. It's not by your strength that you serve me. I will help you. My Holy Spirit will be working your life. And you'll be able to serve me faithfully. Amen. Lord, I bless all of them, Lord. Amen. With fresh anointing. Jesus. I want to renew my covenant with you and my Amen. prayer. Hallelujah. Now, before all my brothers and sisters, I have decided I will be faithful to you. I will serve you. I'm going to give you my house, my life, my car, my finances, everything I have to you to serve you, Lord, Amen. until the end of my life. Until the last minute of my life, Lord, when I depart from here, this deserve.
I will be faithful to you. And I bless all my brothers and sisters. And I declare, one day, I'm going to meet them in heaven, Lord. I'm going to meet all of them in heaven because of this decision. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and we worship you and we adore you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory to God.